Welcome to Positively England, I'm your host Saunders CB and this podcast series, running over 21 days, is part of the FA's 21 Days of Positivity campaign. We're celebrating the importance of building a positive environment in grassroots football by encouraging players to enjoy the game. It's supported by Nationwide Building Society and it's all about promoting mutual respect on and off the pitch. Why 21 days? Well, it's because it takes that long to form new habits. And this 21 minute podcast aims to fill that time with positive vibes. I've got incredible co-hosts and together we went down to England's Swish training facility, St George's Park, where we spoke to players from England's women's and men's teams, asking them about all things positivity. The great Micah Richards joins me for this episode and we were lucky enough to talk to a player who, although he may only be 24, has been representing his country since 2012. It's Harry Winks. Harry was fantastic to talk to. We spoke about an abundance of things, including who his role model was when he was playing at a young age, advice for those of you out there who were dreaming of going pro, and what part of the game he believes is the most important. My dad was a semi-professional footballer, so I used to watch him when I come before he retired. And yeah, just my dad was the one who I always used to, you know, really look up to. You know, if you've got positive people around you and you get on really well with the team, then it makes things so much easier. And it's so key to have good characters and, and players around you. Grit your teeth, work through it, work as hard as you can, because, like I said, football, everybody knows it can change in, in, in the space of a week. St George's Park is a big deal. If you're here, things are going right as a player. Yeah, yeah, you could say that definitely, for sure. At any level, it's an honour representing England. At senior level, is obviously the ultimate honour. And to be involved in the squad and to... To train with you know such top players, it's it's a it's a real yeah it's a real honour to be here. I think it's good because you've got all the ages here as well. Yeah. So like you know if you're the 21s, you want to look at the seniors. It's like when you first go from the 21s and you're nowhere near it, and then you train in a different complex and then try to go to the seniors. Difficult, but like you yeah. can see them here, you can interact. I mean, you, know, you mm. probably don't know the 21s as well now. Cause well, I mean, I was I was in the 21s maybe three, four years ago now, and it was similar. You know, you'd walk around the place and you'd see the seniors and you'd watch them train after training because the 21s train just behind the seniors and, you know, you'd walk into training and watch and you'd always kind of aspire. That's where you want to get to and be there. And it's nice having, you know, everyone kind of all, all together, all close, because it gives you that kind of real ambition to get to the senior level. Uh, when did that ambition start? When did you really know that this was the goal for you? I think under 16s when I wasn't selected, I think there was the victory shield and you know there was a lot of players were playing at the time and it was everybody's dream to be selected for England and I wasn't selected and it was a year after under 17s when I first got my call up and it was such a proud moment but you know that kind of that heartache of missing the victory shield and you know everyone wanted to play and it was on telly as well at 16 years old playing on telly for England was everyone's dream. It was a big, the big it was thing a, wasn't it? It was a big thing back then yeah when you were an academy player that was like the that was the top thing and to miss out on that, it was difficult, but again, it just gave me more sort of motivation to try and get into the next, the next England squad. Did you use it as like that, that source of motivation to bounce yeah, back in? Yeah, definitely, definitely, because you know there would be one or two players who got selected from my age group at the time at Tottenham when I was under 16s, and they'd come back with all the stories of how great it was, and you know I was gutted I wasn't involved, but you know that's part and parcel of, of, of football. What's that feeling like though? Because when I used to have that feeling, it was the worst. It was like embarrassing, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah it, was, it was, yeah, it was embarrassing. I was jealous as well. Yeah, jealous, Very jealous. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be coming back and telling all my friends at school that I played for England on telly. And, <laughs> you know, when I look back now, it was such a minor thing in my career. But, you know, it was it was a stepping stone that kind of got me to, to the next level, which was under 17s. How are things at the moment with the current group of lads? How, how, are, you, how are you getting on? Yeah, we've, I mean, we've had the same sort of group of lads for the last few, few years now. And everyone sort of uh, gets on really well. You know, there's a good sort of team spirit in the squad. And... 
you know, um, you know, quite a lot of the boys have kind of progressed from 16s, 17s upwards anyway. You know, it's different ages, but we're all kind of been with each other at some point in our in our sort of development. And there's, um, yeah, there's a real good togetherness and, and, you know, so much ability in the squad as well. It's a positive time for England. When was it you knew that football was it for you? I think just when I was, when I can remember walking, I mean, playing football with my dad across across the park from where we lived and, you know, we were just, just kicking a ball and, and, you know, feeling the love of playing football, watching football. You know, there's photos of me when I was three, four years old in different kits and always kicking a ball. It just, it's just one of those things that just, it just sort of, I gravitated to, I couldn't, you know, I didn't choose it, I just kind of something that I just loved and, and naturally just couldn't get away from and ever since it's just sort of, yeah. It's just what position was you there? I was a right winger. Right winger. But I was Tricky fast. Winger. I was fast back then. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I was in when I was at uh, Sunday League football back when I was six, seven, eight, and I think I got thirty goals a year. Really? Yeah. It's a long way since then. Wow. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at that point in your playing. Who were the people around you that were driving you? Who were your role models? I think mainly my dad at the time. When I was when I was young, I didn't really know anybody in football enough to to kind of you know use them as as motivate. My dad was a semi-professional footballer, so I used to watch him before he retired. And yeah, just my dad was the one who I was used to you know really look up to. Wanted to play football, him and my yeah, just just mainly my dad and my my mum. Was he a, a parent who used to shout or not, or did he used to leave you to it? No, he used to leave me to it. Thankfully, I mean he's um. And the thing is with my dad, I always know when he's he was disappointed or even when he is now, he, yeah. he won't show it, but I can yeah. just tell, you, just, you know. You just see it in the face. I can so see it in his like, face. Oh, he's tried to give me some lot of some positive feedback, but I can tell he's he's uh, he's thought I've had a bad performance, but it's uh, it was great. Do you think you were too harsh on yourself though? Yeah, 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 I still am now. Yeah, same, the same. I think I think everybody is really. I think if if every every player is brutally honest with themselves, they, you know, they're probably out some slightly more harsher than others. I'm one of them, but it seems to be a theme, doesn't it, with with players, isn't it? Everyone's their own worst critic. Yeah. And if you think back, being a young age, you're still figuring out how the world works, how the football world works. How do you go about balancing that with also keeping yourself positive, keeping yourself, you know, fighting to the goal that you want you've set yourself? I think it's it's important at times to sort of you know step take a step back and realise how far you've come as well, and that just you know to to realise where you are and and what you've achieved, rather than just putting so much pressure on yourself and and making things worse. It's to sort of take a step back, take a breath, and go. You know what? I've I've set out everything I've I've dreamed of doing since I was a little boy, and now it's the next goals, the next steps, and and how can I get to them? And it's difficult because it's you never get that time in football, but you know when every time every now and again when you get time to reflect, it's about you know I've I've I've, you know, I've played for England, I've played for Tottenham, two things that I never thought I'd do when I was a kid and always dreamed of. Just going back to actually what you were touching on upon there about the about how competitive it is at that age group. Everyone and their dog wants to be a football player, you know. <laughs> so, how aware of you at the time were you that you were not just competing for yourself to get you where you wanted to be, but also against all these other people around you? So I think it's probably the most difficult time when you're coming through because you're so kind of desperate to get to where you want to get to and get to the first team and get to the next level. And there's so many players who, you know, at that age when you're young coming through, there's different people progress at different times. People play two, three years above and you yeah. think, wish I was doing that. And some people play a couple of years below because maybe physique and, and they think, oh God, I'm, I'm maybe not going to make it. And it's just different development stages. And I think it's, it's important that, well, it's difficult at the time to, to, to sort of look at that with hindsight, but it's, I think it's just part and parcel of the process. And you obviously come from different setups. So how was it for you? It all happened too quick for me, really. I didn't really have time. So when did you make your England debut? How old was uh, you? I think I was 20 or 21. 21. Yeah. So like he's, he'd been able to develop a little bit more and he still probably had the, the coaching, even though it was, it was early. But I, I got through in the deeper and I was playing like Youth Cup when I was 16, reserves. 
and then 17 I was playing for the first team, then 18 I was playing for England, so I'd missed out on like coaching, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I, I got sort of thrown in a deep end a little bit. I know some people say, well, you know, when you, you play, it's the best way to learn, but sometimes when you're going straight into the Premier League, it's, it's difficult, you know what I mean? And I, I just feel, for me, I, from when I was in the academy, it was all good, because I was, I was going stage by stage. We had some great coaches, but then at 17, I just got thrown in, and I missed out on the development of I was playing centre midfield. No, you probably can't believe that. <laughs> and then I was playing centre half and right back, and I'd not had like time to nail down what position. Mm. Throughout for my career, I was just like playing anywhere, and that that hampered me. Whereas these boys now they know the positions and they've got a lot more time to to be coached. I want to talk a little bit about the mindset as well of that journey. Constantly keeping check of yourself. You know, every time you get to that next milestone, grounding yourself and being like, okay, I'm here. What do I do next? How is that mentally? Because the pressures involved must be mental. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy because you never really get time to to sort of sit back and, and just rest a bit. You know, you, you get to one level, it's right, now you need to get to the next level. And there's so much pressure from the club, from, from fans, from everybody involved. And, you know, if you take your sort of your eye off the ball in for... For, for one or two games or you know in such a short period of time you know football can change so quickly you get mm -hmm. overtaken things can happen in, in other ways so you can never really sort of rest until I guess you retire really that's the only <laughs> yeah. time you can probably sit back and go yeah and, and take a sort of breath and look at what you've done and obviously there's moments there's, as, as much as there are great moments that we've talked about they're obviously ones that aren't so great the ones that you want to almost put to the back of your mind or learn from and, and move on from how do you get past those moments that you might at the time like you said things change so quickly you might be thinking, this is terrible, this is really bad, this is not good for my career. How do you put yourself back in the frame of mind, this is just one game, I can move on from this? I think there's nothing you can do but just keep keep training and playing. There's nothing you can do. I mean, it's just every player goes through a spell where they're not playing or they go through spells of injuries or manager doesn't like them or whatever it is. And you, you, There's nothing you can do apart from just training hard every day, playing when you get your chance and, that, and that's all you can do. I mean, it's difficult because you, you get a lot of time as well to sort of think in football when you come away and overthink about why I'm not playing things like that. But, you know, really and truly, all you can do is grit your teeth, work through it, work as hard as you can because, like I said, football, everybody knows it can change in, in, in the space of a week. Do you look at social media or not? Uh, after a game, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Regardless of result. Regardless of result. Even if we win, I don't look. Because it's, it's horrible. It isn't is it? horrible. It's, it's horrible. horrible. It's horrible. Social media is just it's horrible now. It is, yeah. You know what I mean? And it could have like, it could be 99% great. Yeah. But that's just that 1%. And then you'd think about that yeah. for the rest of the day. Well, I think I think as well, people don't tend to go onto social media for positive, really. They, <laughs> you know, you, they go there to sort of speak their mind of something negative, and and, and to read that, especially if it's about yourself, ain't nice. But it's part of, of football. I just don't look at it. Mm. To be honest, after a performance, I don't really look at it because I'm not I'm not hoping to achieve anything from it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is such a part of modern day culture though, isn't it? It's like difficult to avoid it. Even if you're actively trying to avoid it, I'm sure it's impossible at times, even yeah. the weeks after games. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Do you yeah. have a, a, a method of <laughs> keeping yourself you know, positive in that situation? Uh, I've, I've got a good sort of family around me, a good base of people who, are, who support me and I talk to regularly and... And they're brilliant for me, and and it's um, yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm fortunate in that sense where I've always I've always got other things to sort of occupy myself and to and to, and to stay positive. And of course, you know when you when you love football as much as you do, it, it pains you when it's not going well. But it's important to sort of look at the bigger picture and know that maybe it might be going bad for a 
month, two months, but you know that it can always change in, in as quickly as, as it goes bad. You've talked a little bit about, about you know, the support system you've got around your family. For both of you, actually, how much does the people around you play into your own mindset, your own positivity? And I don't just mean family, I mean teammates, coaches, everything. Yeah, I think it's massive. You know, you've got a positive dressing room and you've got sort of friends in the game, people who you see every day, because you basically see, you know, you. You, you live with these people, you, you, your teammates. You're with them every day, and you're, you know, you're, you're having banter every day, having a laugh, and you're travelling. And, and you know, if you've got positive people around you, and you get on really well with the team, and it makes things so much easier. And it's so key to have good characters and, and players around you, which I I'm mean, sure Michael you, you, you kind of through the Tottenham period, you've kind of grown up with a lot of the same players that you've grown up with, and other people have gone other places, but some of them you're still with now. It, it was different for you. Like, I'm curious about how that changes the mindset because you've got that support system of, the, let's say, of the club going forward and the people around there, your familiar faces. But when you're moving from club to club or even different countries, yeah. how does that differ? Yeah, when I was at City, to be fair, like for, um, for the dressing room to be positive because you, you need that, you need leaders. In the, but ultimately, it's down to yourself because you know if you don't play well, there's someone there to, to replace mm. you. And when I, like, when I got shipped out to Fiorentina, the manager brought me in and was like, you've signed a new deal where I knew I wasn't going to start, but I've got to sign a deal, oh, you're going on loan to Fiorentina, you know what I mean? So I had to pick Fiorentina because I, knew I didn't want to stay on the bench. Mm. So I think if you're honest with yourself, even when I was not playing, I was still positive because that's just the person I am, you know what I mean? I'm always positive, but deep down I knew, like, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be sitting on the bench. Mm. I didn't want to... So I would give a, a positive mindset to the group, but really when I was going home, I, I, was, I was all about me, selfish, because I wanted to play. That, is that the same for you? Spot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everybody, if they're, if they're honest, they'll say the same thing. You want to play and, yeah. and you want to win and you want the team to do well, but at the same point, you want to be involved in that. You want to be part of that, those celebrations. And it's one of those things where it's trying to find the balance because you yes. don't want to be too much of a negative influence if you're not playing, but at the same point, you want to kind of you know show your you're, you're disappointed and you want to play and, and like you said you know you get your opportunity you've got to take it because it's as much as it is a team sport it is also an individual you know uh, kind of process of trying to you know, stay in the team and, and be you know part of that, that that team that wins if you let that negativity get into your mind then you'll fall away you know what I mean you've got to keep positive right think about the basic things you know what people say that going back to basics that's what it means like just do the things that you're good at and when you do them do them well and that's all you need to worry about. And when you get your chance, just, you know, take your chance again. Yeah. And that's yeah. all you can do. Yeah, I see it, yeah. We, we touched upon it a little bit with the social media aspects, but there's obviously only so much that is in your control as a player. I mean, how analytical are you, are you of your own performances? If I play bad, then I, I don't need to sort of dwell on it. But no, it's part of, it's part of it. You know, you get on with it. You, you Everybody's not going to play well every game. It's, that's, that's, that's natural. And, yeah, if, if I dwell on it too much and watch and watch too much of it, then I'm just going to make myself, you know, worse about it. So, get it to the back of my mind, move on. Next day's a, a day to sort of put it right and get re and get ready. So that that doesn't play into too much what the other people's analysis of yourself. You're, you can trust in your own critique. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it, it comes to a point where you've got to have enough positive uh, self belief in yourself that you know that you know you're, you're, what, what you're about, and one bad performance ain't going to define you. But you know, it's, it's never nice getting a. A pundit saying some something, something <laughs> negative. I've been told so many times, like, oh, we're gonna we run a piece on someone alike. I'm like, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm out of this. I'm doing I'm doing the winning team. Yeah, it's difficult because you know you don't you don't you don't want to throw the boys under the bus. And like, people take what you know if you're on Sky, you're on BBC, 
if BT, people take what they say as gospel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when people like, are going too over the board, mm. like I remember someone said about me, oh, he's out, always out of position. It took me like six years to shake that tag off, mm. you know what I mean? So you've got to be careful what you say and just be honest. Uh, I think that's the, the best way to do it. And like I was speaking before, try to put a positive spin rather than just being negative because they've all been players. I think a pundits, I forget, they've been players though, yeah. so they go on like they've never made a mistake before. Mm. Like, let's talk about like the facts instead of trying to just kill someone because yeah. of how they're feeling, you know what I mean? In, in, your, in your individual journeys as players, what would you say are some really key learnings that you've taken away in terms of like techniques to keep yourself positive, things that you can do to reinforce your, you know how good you are, you know that you should be where you are. Can you give any advice on that to the next generation? No, I, I just started seeing a, a, a sports psychologist. If you say that to a footballer, like, oh, are you all right? Do you know what I mean? But I just, I had so much frustration inside me and I didn't know how to, to, to let it out. And I was going to work, putting on a brave face, smiling, being happy, um, but then at home, I was just angry all the time. So I just spoke to someone, spoke to me how I was feeling. And I wasn't like, it was, I was literally a couple of months, two months. And I just, you know, he just said, go back to basics. He sort of gave me a graph like, how bad is your life from one to 10? And I thought about it and it just made me feel better. And then I just tried to give that positive influence to the next generation or people because it's never as bad as it seems. And I think that once you're a winner, like, like Winksy is and like I am, you, you put too much pressure on yourself. But actually, it's never as bad as, as what you think. You're still on your trajectory. You know, you've done some great things. You've got a lot of great things coming, I'm sure. What have you learned on this journey so far? Yeah, I mean, similar to what Michael said as well. You know, when you play football, you kind of see it as... Because it's not just your, your job, it's your love, it's your hobby, it's everything you've ever, you know, wanted to do. You take it so much more personal, you take things so much... You take it home, you know, if you work in a nine-to-five, you stop there and you go... You know, with, with football, it's constantly... You're always thinking about it, you're always working and... You know, you've got to constantly kind of uh, think about you, what you're doing that, that night, that day, the next day. For me, I, you know, similar, when I speak to people in my sort of close family circle, there's always people worse off to, re to remember that. There's always people that are uh, in a lot worse situations than I am, which I, you know, it's important don't take for granted because I know that and, and it's important to always try and stay, you know, happy of where I am, positive of where I am. Things might not go well, but like I said, there's, there's always people who would probably dream to be in the situation I'm in right now. So it's always to, good to remember that. Knowing the journeys that you've both been on, is there anything you could say about the grassroots setup that you went through to get to where you are now that could maybe do with a different approach for the, the young lads coming in to help them get to where they need to be? I, th I think the only probably thing I, from what noticing from my friends and things like that, is probably just the you know the, the, the sort of the, the financial support as well of, yeah. of you know stadiums and, and and keeping the pitch in good condition. Physios when they get injured, you know it's easy, easy to sort of neglect players when they're injured and stuff. And and I think you know it's not going to be the same level as the Premier League, Championship League one and such, but. You know, it's, it's important to sort of filter some sort of you know, strategies down, whether that's mental health support, whether that's physical support. But some, some kind of support is, 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 I think, necessary as well. It's probably just opportunity, I, I would say, because even like at the lower end, it's, it's even getting competitive now, isn't it? Where people can't go and have a, have a kickabout with mates when it's just having a laugh. Everything's like competitive now. And, from a younger age, like five and six, like, oh, he's not good enough. He can't be a footballer, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then they sort of just get the door in their face and then that's it. I have plenty of friends, like, weren't good enough, but they wanted to play, but there was no opportunities because, you know, they were seen as, as not good enough. So right. it's just about opportunities, really. And sometimes funding as well, it's been, it's been a problem. 
unless you're at a you know a top club or there's somewhere in your area which has has got a past of being successful, there's not many opportunities. So coaching an opportunity, I would say. Do you think it's important for those young, those really young players, to remember why they're doing it, the fun of it? You know, the, like you said, the competition becomes such a such a huge part of it so quickly, and it doesn't go away. Yeah. It's still there for that's you it, now. I think that's it exactly. And there's so much emphasis now on analysing everything. You know, yeah, even yeah. when you're five years old, you're analysing positioning and <laughs> analysing this and that. And it's so important just to sort of just say, go out and enjoy football and just just play, just play free, just what you're good at, just do it. And if you make mistakes, it's normal. It's part of football. I mean. When, you, when we're trying to like put formations into like you know under 11s and say this, and it's important to sort of drip feed a bit of sort of tactical and technical information, but mostly just at that age you just go out and just express yourself, enjoy, love playing football because you can see a lot of players get to maybe 13, 14 and they hate football and, and they fall out of love of it because of that journey they've had already. So I think it's so important just to to just sort of you know just take away some analysis and just go just go and enjoy and just go and play football. Oh, what a great chat that was. I'm loving having these conversations and really getting under the surface of the players' experiences. And I can't wait to share more. Coming up on the podcast, we'll have Chelsea and England star Bethany England for the next chat in our 21 Days of Positivity. Thanks for listening.